Welcome in the Braves Today podcast. I'm Ben Taylor. That is Lindsey Crosby. And Lindsey, the Braves got a taste of their own medicine for the final game of the series against the Rays, with the Rays putting up four. Really kind of a reverse look of what we saw out of the outing yesterday between uh, Bradley and Strider, where uh, Strider was actually able to get out of it. Elder was not able to get out of it in the first inning, and henceforth, the Rays put up four and never really looked back after that. Even though the Braves got within striking distance, I say that when it was eight to four, just because you and I have said this team never seems like it's out of a game whatsoever. Uh, but the Rays showed why they have some of the best bats in baseball. Yeah, and the hard part for Elder has to be all those runs scored with with two outs, right? Mm. You know, he walks Randy Rosarena on five pitches, which okay, that's that happens, but then. Prospect Jonathan Aranda. It's his, I think, second game up in the bigs. It is. And he yep. he gets him 0-2, executes the down-and-in fastball, and he laces it for a two-run double. And then Isaac Paredes turns right around, hits a home run, boom, 4 nothing. And it's, it's frustrating for a pitcher to be, yes, you're in that scenario. You have Paredes down 0-2, same thing. Mm-hmm. He hits a slider, uh, a slider that's away, but it's still in the zone, and it's, you know, belt high. And so it's just little tiny things like that are the difference. And, you know, if if it's if he's on his game, both of those pitches are probably just far enough out of the zone where they're not base hits or home runs. But it happens. And in the end, I think Elder did okay for the most part. It wasn't mm-hmm. fantastic, obviously. But his ERA is still under three. It's the worst out of his career. And... You know, he still, the Braves still had a chance to be in it late. And that's all, all you can really ask for. You know, I go back to, and it got mentioned during the broadcast and a lot of little things I've told you before, I hate giving teams extra outs. Mm-hmm. And Olsen did that with that throwing miscue. It does not go down as an error because it was a fielder's choice. So it doesn't lead to an earned run because the earn, the run was technically earned. But that throwing error, which non-error, I guess I should say, uh, you know, the same thing happened in game two when he, he it ended up leading to the shutout being blown. Mm-hmm. And then this one, he goes kind of high and away and Arcia has to reach for it. Can't get the tag down. It looked like the runner was not was kind of expecting to be out. Didn't even attempt to slide. Thought if the throw was going to be there, just going to make it easy and go back to the dugout. If you get those two outs, that double play right there, I think that may have done a little something different for Elder's confidence or it may have. Who knows if it would have led to four runs or not? Uh, I will say that's one run it wouldn't have led to because it would have been a double play. So, yeah. you know, even if it's two to nothing instead of four to nothing or whatever the case may be, I think that played a pivotal role. And that's why I say don't give extra outs. Yeah, and it's it's something where it's almost – you're almost in a, in a situation where you're okay that they lost because it feels like they were trying a little too hard to be perfect and not break the win streak and do all of that. You know, like – it, it's it's anathema to say that, right? Like, you don't want to mm. talk about it's okay to lose. But the Olsen, that's twice now in this series where it felt like he pressed a little harder than he need to, needed mm. to to try to make one extra play. And both times it felt like he was trying to do that because he felt like, hey, the pitcher doesn't quite have his full thing today. And our offense hasn't scored like we usually do. So I've got to do a little extra on defense to pick him up. And... In retrospect, obviously, both those throws, you kind of you probably change the way you do that or you take them back. But uh, it's it's something, for the most part, like it didn't go on to... That wasn't the reason you lost, obviously. You gave up right. 10 no, runs. No, yeah, not at all. But, 
But it is it is disheartening to see those kind of mistakes from a veteran, somebody who's having a good season like Matt Olson. And and so you probably redo the, you probably rethink the way you do these in retrospect, but at the same mm-hmm. time, you you lost the game either way. So like it, this does this didn't make you lose, thankfully. You're not pointing to him and say that's why we lost the game. No, no but, doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Uh bouncing the fourth was Elder. Uh, Diaz knocks him out. And then uh first time of twenty plus starts that he did not get through five innings and a season high seven runs given up. However, as you said, ERA is still low. Uh, even though he did have a rough game. Now, some of the positives from this, the killer catchers is what I have now hashtagged him as because uh, continued again, 26 straight games. That is a Braves record. Uh, Darno's bomb and a franchise record uh, breaker. That is um, with his home run coming off. As I said in the previous pod of pitchers getting murfed. Well, now they can get Darno too, I guess, uh, because he still he, he did have a couple of strikeouts today, but still Travis continues to prove why he was an all-star last year. Yeah, I mean, it's it's you're in a very, very good situation in Atlanta that not a lot of teams get to do. And we've seen both these guys miss time with injury this year. And the other guy has stepped up and played virtually every day and made it where it's almost hard to tell you're missing somebody. And is Sean Murphy better than Travis Darno as far as the, the the offensive potential, maybe the defensive potential? Yes, but Travis Darno is still a top 10 catcher in baseball. Like you said, all-star last year when he's playing every day. And he's the type of guy at his the point in his career and the kind of guy he is chemistry-wise. Like He understands the role that he has, and he does it very well. And from what I understand, he's kind of the leader in the room when it comes to mm-hmm. the the game planning with the pitchers and figuring out how we're going to attack each guy and things like that, which you kind of love to see that he's mm-hmm. contributing in ways when he's even when he's on the bench. But uh, very lucky for Atlanta to have two guys of this caliber and the comfort of knowing even if something happens to one of them, the other one's going to step up and you know, hey, Sunday's going to be a day game after a night game. You know we're going to swap. We don't have to change the lineup. This other guy can also bat fifth. He can also hit home runs. And uh, if if Sean Murphy is the mayor of St. Pete, Travis Darno uh, is the uh, vice mayor of St. Pete. <laughs> yes, he's a mayor pro tem of St. Pete. That's mayor pro tem sure. of St. Pete. There you go. Uh, the, you know, another positive that comes about of this is it still they still have the best record in baseball, mm. and so that's something to take into the All Star break. Another thing to take into the All Star break, and I said this uh, leading up to, uh, to heading into the break, rest, and that's for everybody. I'm not talking pitchers. I'm talking everybody because even the guys that are making the All Star trip. They're going to play two innings max if they even play. I mean, mm-hmm. they may play one inning. They may get one at bat, and that's it, depending on how many position players are there around them and how, how much the manager has been paid to play or not play people <laughs> when it comes to the All-Star game. We already know our two pitchers, and Elder and Strider, will not see the mound. They're just going to be there taking in the atmosphere. So mm-hmm. it's a glorified vacation for them. I don't know. I'm sure somebody has made a call about Acuna. We don't – he loves to try real hard, so give him his at-bat, let him be out in the field. After that, I don't know how much of that we'll see uh, with Acuna either. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how they bounce back, because when they come back, they come back and take on the Sox, who are in the middle of the pack in the Central for uh, the American League. So uh, it is, it'll is it be interesting to see how well they get rested between now and next Friday. Yeah. What I love is some of the guys that don't typically take days off. Uh, a Matt Olson, a, a, a uh Ronald Acuna, technically, mm-hmm. Austin Riley, some of these guys get a chance to uh, 
like you said, take it easy for a couple of days. They'll play just a little bit, just enough to keep them loose, keep them engaged. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe the time off off of their feet, off of their legs, off of the demands of the daily game will help some of these guys. I'm thinking like an Austin Rowley specifically, a guy mm-hmm. who is not having the year that he expects to have this year offensively. Maybe essentially getting two days off and then playing two innings, you know, practice. Yes. On to, you know, for the All-Star game will help him a little bit as far as some rest because he's not going to come out of a game. We know that. No. Uh, so this is the only way to get him some rest. That's fine. That works. And then everybody else who's not an All-Star, I'm thinking like an A.J. Minter who had a small peck issue one Saturday. He said he's fine, mm-hmm. nothing long-term. He gets a couple days to not use it, not throw, let that kind of rest and reset before we head into the second half of the schedule because, yes, you have a large division lead. You're up like 10 games. But... You one, you want to play to get home field advantage, and then two, you just you want to stay hot. You want to stay in form as long as you can. You don't necessarily you don't want to let everything just kind of slack off because you're so far ahead. You want to stay hot and stay playing. So it's good that everybody else will get a break and and a chance to kind of reset mentally. You mentioned Riley. He gets to go into the break with three hits under his belt, and he was kind of struggling from the plates, and maybe that's a confidence booster that takes him on in to next Friday when they kick things off against the White Sox. Speaking of which, uh, when we stay with positive stuff, Freed went one and a third today, no hits, a couple of walks, 35 pitches thrown. Probably see another three to four starts out of him in, uh, in AAA before he moves on. And uh, they mentioned it during the broadcast, probably next time out, 40 to 50 pitches he gets to throw. After that, 60 to 80 he gets to throw. And then after that, uh, they'll probably reevaluate and see if they bring him back to the lineup. Yeah, the rule of thumb there is for every week you're not throwing, that's usually one rehab start. He was shut down for about four weeks. That's about four rehab starts. Uh, This was a few pitches longer than his last live batting practice. And you Mm -hmm. can tell it was a pitch count thing because he was in the middle of an at-bat to former Brave at Denny Hechevarria. And they pulled him out in the middle of the at-bat because it was a pitch count thing. 35 was the limit. But yeah, I'm thinking probably two to three more depending on how it goes. And then you're looking at reactivating him, which would put you the same timeline we had late July. You have Max Fried coming back right around the right before the trade deadline. And it's honestly better than any sort of trade acquisition you could possibly get. I mean, that, adding Max Fried right before the deadline is better than anybody on the market you could have brought into Atlanta at the trade deadline. It's going to be a big boost to this team. Because if you're the staff now, the thought process is, I don't have to be perfect. I just have to be good enough we have reinforcements coming in a couple weeks. Very well said. 60-29 and 29 is the record. 10-4 final. The Braves lose in the final game of the series, but take the series for 11 straight series. Is not lost since the A's, which will be reminded by every broadcaster slash media personality slash podcaster throughout the rest. He's Lindsey Crosby. I'm Ben Taylor. Braves today, bravestoday.com. Or you can check us out on the Twitter at Braves underscore today as well and hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Lindsey, as always, thank you, bud. Thanks for having me.